Welcome to the pilot episode of the official JR and Kevin podcast. Hello, hello. So, something about oh about three or four years in the making i am kevin pillow he is jr kabakungan kabakungan our our <laughs> other stage names will come in eventually exactly uh-huh. he is uh by far the best uh cook on the internet <laughs> uh, i have had this man's food it is good stuff and uh i tell you one thing if we do a food podcast man you can smell it through the speakers uh, but we're here to not talk about food today. We're here to talk about comics and nerd stuff. So glad to be back here on the internet. JR and I have been talking about doing this, God dang, man, I think since we met. Yeah. Since that, that like, fateful day in the asylum. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for context, we, we all met through um, a mutual gathering place, I guess, the Comics Asylum in Palm Desert. You know, hey, support your local, support your local comic book shops, support your local businesses. And so we... Uh, we all met up at the local comic book shop, and I knew Kevin. I knew of Kevin. Um, Everyone like knows first, of me. <laughs> yeah. I knew of Kevin probably about, you got there, what, the first year or so? Um, uh, see, store opened in May of 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I started because uh, a little, add a little context to my background, at least. Uh, I was doing radio at the time, and with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and with comic book movies kind of blowing up uh me and my buddies were like hey let's start going to comic book stores again so we went to sids desert oasis comics check Mm -hmm. them out yeah um and uh sid just happened well no we went in and there's just nothing kind of caught our eye and at the time i wasn't the collector that i'm in i am now which we'll get into in this pilot episode uh, about Mm -hmm. collecting um but there was nothing really that caught my eye and then my buddy's like well that sucks like you know we we'd gone into sids before and he's mm-hmm. like, there really wasn't anything cool at the time. Yeah. And so he, I'm like, oh, dude, 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 no, there's another, there's another comic book store. Uh, it's right around the corner. So we, we checked it out. We went down, uh, flipped the UE over there on Sam, I was at San, uh, no, uh, Porto, no, San Pablo, not Porto. Yeah, San Pablo. Yeah. San Pablo. And uh, checked it out. And it was funny was like, I think because it was looking back, I think it was the official grand opening that we just happened to stumble upon because yeah. I can remember the first time we walked to the store, dude, it was popping. I mean, there had to have been yeah. 20, 30 people in there and it's a small store, but yeah. Uh, but no, you and I really kind of hit it off one year later <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. at the one year anniversary show, which was uh, yeah. a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. Uh, for, for context too, actually, um, I, I actually, that was my second of that year, 2016. That was my second, time going to a comic book shop in the valley right in the sense of like you know there's i went to a first interstellar in palm springs before, when it was owned by uh adrian yeah and um you know i thought I was like oh cool you know there's this cool little spot here it looks nice it's pretty chill it's like a little more i guess young you know like it's it has a lot more like of the casual stuff yeah and i'm like all right cool it's cool uh, let me check out the other spot right and uh, here's here's me being a dumbass and thinking of like you know like uh, oh you know I'm 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 loyal I'm loyal to Interstellar right and so like oh, this is my this is my dude you know and so like I go to uh, I go to Comic Salon because I I heard like oh yeah there's another comic book shop in, in Palm Desert and uh, you know just a little little at the t- I don't want to spill too much tea in that regard but like at the time it was like yeah yeah he's like yeah I don't know why you would open up another comic book shop near Sid's right. Like, that's kind of like, I don't know, that's kind of weird to me because, like, you're literally down right down the street from Sid, who's been there more than all, you know, who's been there longer than all of us. 
oh yeah, that's kind of weird. Well, I'll go check him out anyway, right? And so I go there, my intent was different. Like, I'm just gonna go check him out and like do some like, uh, do some like, um, we call it uh, like background digging or like- Reconnaissance. Yeah, reconnaissance on them, right? Let me just check him out, right? And the first thing I noticed, they're Filipino. Like, ah, oh, shoot, okay. So that's- a Done. <laughs> I'm Filipino. <clears throat> and so, and not only that, but like uh, Javel, Javel or Q as people call him. Uh, I call him, I call him Kuya. I call him Maui. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Javel, I see, right? I, I come in, right? At the time, uh, I was still heavily working out and I was a lot, um, I guess, more muscular back then. Dude, you and were so, yoked. Yeah. And <laughs> so like, he sees me, right? He goes, oh, yeah, you work out. Like, yeah, man, I work out. Like, oh, you're, you're really big for Filipino, right? And I'm like, oh, he's really gassing me up now. So, oh, dang, I don't want to really get to attach these guys. Well, one visit turns out to turns out to four years now. Yeah. It just rest history. I told them the story and they all and they definitely know and Devel he laughs about it, like, oh man, you're trying to, you know, spy on us. Like, yeah, and now you're now you're here. You're you're a freaking uh, you're a traitor, man. <laughs> Something like that. I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. But yeah. Oh, but still big shout outs to uh, to Interstellar. Big shout-outs to, to Sid. I, I still go to Sid's shop. It's been a minute since I've been to Interstellar's. Pre, uh, of course, pre-coronavirus, pre-COVID. Yeah. And and I still, of course, still go to to, to Comic Asylum. I went there, I think, about maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, yeah, a great, great set of people. I, I met a lot of great people there. I met you there. And we just kept on talking about this, you know, like you have a great radio voice. And I'm like, oh, he's really great said radio that for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he has a great radio voice. Maybe we should do like some type of like, you know, you know, we, we talk about a lot of nerdy things, a lot of straight on nerdy things we can go on for hours about. And I'm like, oh, we should really start a podcast, right? And then lo and behold, I find out, oh, you're a radio host. And you had started a podcast before. It's like, oh, that's great. It's perfect. We just start like, talking about all our nerd stuff and like just geek out on all that stuff. And it's, it's really cool. It's really good for me to talk about the industry specifically um not just talk about comics of course not talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. marvel stuff and that's that's we can talk about that for days but like more so just also talk about the inner workings industry and how like how comics are made and not just how and not how and how comics are distributed because um that's something i would like to get into because like when we when people see the numbers of marvel versus dc right and and not a lot of people know this that read, that don't read comics is that dc actually is the better for me my opinion uh, DC has consistently, especially for the last four years, have, have come has turned out the better stories than Marvel has when it comes to comic books. Oh yeah, and total, that, yeah. And that end, like, uh, it sucks to not to 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 not see though you know those type of like that type of work and for come to fruition to the big screen. Even though you know last two years or so, DC's been killing it in in the in the in the movie game. It's just that like. I, I don't know. I just don't like how people are trying to separate Marvel and Marvel and DC when it comes to story, because when when people think about Marvel, they think oh you know the movies because yeah ten years in the making, ten years in the making great, but it's like yo if you if y'all read Batman Rebirth or if y'all read you know Superman Rebirth like yo this is some good really good storytelling that really you know can can really hit you as a fan of these characters growing up as well as um the current run right now of um of uh red of uh red hood and the outlaws or just red hood right now as well as um the current run of dark knight oh the current run that's gonna happen is a uh, death metal death metal is gonna be insane dude 
I know that the metal series, like that's been like, <sighs> the writing on that has been insane. I, 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 I was yeah. late to the party on that one. So I'm, I'm like, I've got like third and fourth printings of some of those books. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I was a DC guy and we'll kind of jump into this to kind of get to the background on, on us, the characters. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I personally like Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can tell by I'm here in my secret uh, shield, shield location. Mm-hmm. Um, but DC has the better writing. I think Marvel has done a better job at creating really cool characters. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite characters, which we'll get into in, in a moment, is Gwenpool, which everyone's going to go like. Some Most people, oddly <laughs> enough, most people will still go like, who? Is that like, yeah. is that like a girl Deadpool? Kind of. Yeah, uh, but to give a little background like we said we, on, on how jr and i met you know we talked about you know meeting at the asylum and whatnot but to kind of get into what got us into comics because you know some people are going to go like why do i want to listen to you like what do you know about comic books like what what uh what's your resume as a as a nerd let's see let's <laughs> see the nerd card let's see the geek card mm-hmm. and uh i will say this the conversations that we've had in the asylum yes we'll talk about the business side we'll talk about the dollars and cents shoot we'll talk about who's the greatest laker we'll talk about the nba we'll talk about baseball and football but we i mean we could get we can get down downright nerdy like we've talked about who shot first we talk about who would win between you know uh the incredible hulk and superman you know we'll have those dumb nerd conversations but we we, we get to the business side but um to give a little background like on on both of us i'll kind of jump in here first is Mm um i you know i knew of comic books i didn't collect comic books um i was never i was more into sports but i never was the guy go like oh you're collecting comic books nerd like i didn't (laughs) do that i embraced my inner nerd um i went to see batman in the theater 1989 nice dude i was eight my dad's awesome uh my dad took us to go see the original the og teenage mutant ninja turtles with uh uh the i mean I just watched it like about two months ago. Yeah. It still holds up. Yeah. Um, haven't seen Secret of the Ooze in a while. You know, got to see Kevin Nash and Shredder. Um, oh, that's right. But like that was my introdu- my indoctrination. I-, I remember watching Superman the the motion picture mm. later in life. Thought it was cool. Christopher <coughs> Reeve as Superman. But I can remember I was in sixth grade. I was reading an article in school about uh, they were talking about like the unthinkable has happened they're going to kill Superman. And I go, wait, oh. what? Wait, whoa, 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 time out here. No, you can't kill Superman. Superman, you, you can't, it's not, he's, you know, he leaps tall buildings in a single bound. He's faster than a speeding bullet. You know, he's, he's unstoppable. You can stop a bullet in his chest and he's got laser eyes and stuff. Like, there's no way you can't kill him. So I'm like, you have my attention. So I remember I went to the Walmart. Now you, we're going to go old school here. Now, I know you, you, you uh, JR, are a West Sider. You guys are over there on the west side of the valley in Palm Springs. Over mm-hmm. here, OG, City of La Quinta, out of little contents, con- context, uh, 111 and uh, Adam Street. There used to be a Walmart, old school Walmart. And I remember walking out of Walmart with my dad. This is like 1993. And I see the trade paperback. And we're talking about, this is how big this storyline was. The trade paperback I have, still have it to this day. I got uh, Jurgens to sign it at, uh, at uh, SDCC last year. It was a fifth printing. The fifth printing of a trade. That's insane. I mean, the, they, they, I think they said, I think you and I were talking about this last year, that I think the trade paperback 
volume one, like the first printing of the trade paper is still one of the top selling comic books of all time mm-hmm. uh, on the level of X-Men number one, the Jim Lee uh, years. But I got that trade paper back. I read it from f- cover to cover multiple times. And I was like, oh, dude, they can kill Superman. And I didn't think of it that way, that you wear him out. He can't recharge by Earth's yellow sun. And it was just amazing storytelling. Uh, and the artwork was just like, I'm like, it just, like I said, it's, it's so, it sounds so cliche, but it just, boom, it popped off the page. And I was like, and I remember in between there would be like, they would tell you, oh, this is where Green Lantern number 75, this is where Man of Steel 217 started or whatever it was. And I'm like, wait, what? This isn't a comic book. And -hmm. I remember I went to a local comic book store, uh, and during the summer and went in Oceanside and I said, Hey, I want to collect the collection i want the all the books for this and they're the only thing i could get a hold of my like superman number 75 which is the death of issue i think i have like a third printing i did eventually get a first print um last summer and uh yeah i remember just collecting those and that was it uh, i was on man of steel adventures of superman uh superman and superman in action comics four comic books a month uh that was my collection. And uh, just to put into context as we, we, we move along is when I started collecting again in 19, or sorry, 2016, when I, I started going to the asylum, mm-hmm. uh, other than a few trade paperbacks that I bought, like of Jessica Jones, uh, Days of Future Past, uh, Civil War One, House of M, Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet. You know the, mm-hmm. the 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 biggies, the classics, yeah. the classics. I got those in trade because I wanted to, I wanted to be familiarized with what was going on in the movies, what was going on in in the in the comic book world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one long box in 2016, mm-hmm. and that was my Superman collection. I'm mm-hmm. looking to my left here, and I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, see nine. I have 12 long boxes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Probably about another ten short boxes. So uh, you can check it out at Voice of Reason twenty three. Check out my my Instagram account. Yeah. You can check it out. But uh, Jar, what, what 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 kicked you off? Like, I mean, for me, I mean, I got reintroduced in two thousand sixteen with uh, the Hydra cap with Captain America saying oh. Hydra. Yeah, but we can talk really about was, that. We can talk about some other. Oh, oh but oh. Death of Superman was was what got me into comic yeah. books. And then the Hail Hydra got me back in. What what got you in? Um, well, just history of comic books. I've actually been to comic book shops here. Oh, I I think I was introduced to comics the very first time when I was like young, super young, right? Like maybe 10 or so. I remember my cousin <clears throat> taking me to a place out in Cathedral City where um where once used to be a when now is a Filipino store, but of before course. actually was a comic book shop way back when and so that tripped me out like we had a local comic book like a full-on local comic book shop here and so i went there and i would flip around and like i would see like you know ninja turtles i would see like a bunch of stuff and i think it would be turtles x-men i saw a bunch of like older image stuff right i'm like okay that's weird but then you know i remember buying my i remember my cousin buying my first comic there it was um, a ninja turtles i think forget which number but it was ninja turtles because we because the movie just came out and i'm like oh i want to watch Ninja turtles right or the or if it if the movie didn't come out that year, I just watched the turtles, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go. I was go out there and find the turtles. I bought. We bought that. We came back. And at that point, I was never. I wasn't really interested in comics for a while, right? It wasn't until much later where 
I've just like always had a curious, a curious mind and like just wanting to know more about stuff where I delve into comics. And so like I'd watch, I think back in 2012 or so, <clears throat> where I'd watch a lot of like, you know, his uh, comic historian stuff. A comic historian, of course, is like a, um, a, um, is a, uh, is a YouTube channel. And I would just watch all this stuff, right? And so just show me history of like, you know, who the, who the X-Men are, you know, which, which uh, what does House of X mean? What does, um, what does, um, uh, what was, what was, you know, Red Hood about, you know, DC's Red Hood. And I would always buy like the, uh, the animated stuff first, right? That was like kind of my first, like, you know, foray, foray into like DC stuff. And to this day, the best DC animated movie for me is Red Hood, Under the Red Hood. Period. That, yeah, that one. People say that one in uh, uh was it Phantasm? Fan, uh, no. Yeah, I was um, I was the uh, oh, I'm blanking right now. I'm blanking. Oh no 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 no. I'm thinking the recent. I'm I'm thinking of the recent freaking. Um, oh, this Darkest is like because we were talking about the animated. I'm like, oh, he's gonna go animated series on me, dude. You can't beat Batman the animated series. Oh yeah, yeah. Bat- Batman is Batman is, oh. is like is the top pinnacle. That won awards left and right every single year. But like, I as a storytelling, I'm a writer in heart. But as a storytelling technique, right? I really, I really, <clears throat> really loved Under the Red Hood because of just like the whole angst of like the prodigal son coming back into coming back to the mix and wanting to understand that you know it doesn't wanting his adopted father to really like mourn his death and. Not just mourn his death, but like under, not trying to understand why you know you let the man who killed him, quote unquote, you know, live, and like just this whole dichotomy and 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 entangled relationship between you know Batman, Red Hood, and Joker, like I, that always intrigued me, and so that just got me. I'm like, let me just read more about this stuff, right? More about this stuff, way more about this stuff. About 2016, that's why I started getting back in. That's why I started like getting really heavily into like just reading more comic books, right? Just actually buying the physical copies, right? I bought like um. I bought trade paperback trade paperbacks before. I bought you know um, <clears throat> for those who for those who know DC uh, Sandman series right DC the Endless, where there's the where you have yeah you have the seven anthropomorphic versions of um, of like death dream, um, death death dream destruction delirium desire uh, like. Uh, Depression? No, it's something else. But like, yeah, these seven figures, right? And I was that always intrigued me because it's Neil Gaiman. I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan as well. And so, okay, let's check that out. And that really got me into like, okay, what's what's this comic book thing really about? I always knew of comics, but never really read read comics, right? And so when when I said that, dude, like between twenty like twenty thirteen and today, I was like, yeah, okay, let me get into comics, right? But I never. I never had, I never knew of Sid Spot until 2015. I never knew of Comic Asylum until 2016 and Interstellar until 2017 or 2016 as well. So I never really had my shot to actually collect comics and buy comics and have now. Uh, one, two, three, four, about eight <laughs> long boxes, eight long boxes, four short boxes, and like three or four of these. Like I guess the plastic bins. Yeah, I see. I'm I'm on three of those, oh, and, and and my wife has she has one. <laughs> uh, she got into it. Thor. I tell you one thing. She gives me a hard time about my my, my comic book collection, uh, mm. sh- and how much money I've spent on comic books. Just the, the short amount of comic books she bought, though. Oh, the price tag on hers. She's got expensive taste because mm. she likes old school uh, Jack Kirby Thor. Oh no! I mean, you you just. 
the, 19, the, the, the Silver Age and the, and the early Bronze Age, the artwork especially is just yeah. insane. Um, you want to talk about the 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 progenitors, the the progenitors, basically the the era defining people that that will define every era after it. You you talk about Jack Kirby and you talk about Stanley. You talk about those guys, man. It's insane. And then of course you talk about you know Ditko Spider Man and stuff like that. It's just absolutely yeah, it's just nuts. But uh, it's funny. <clears throat> I was just I was just into it like. The first time I ever went to, first ever Comic-Con I've ever been to. And I want to talk a little bit about collecting here for a second. Mm. Um, since we kind of got our little, our little intros into like what we, what we got, what gets us in, which is funny. Again, JR, the DC guy gets in by, you know, of course the godfather of DC uh, being uh, actually Batman, you know, you know, Superman was the original superhero, yeah. but Batman really is, I mean, let's face it, DC comics. People don't know this. Detective comics. Yeah. Detective comics. Uh, and uh, I know there's people who watch this and go, what? I'm like, yeah, the company is based on Detective Comics. It's based on Batman and uh, their top selling uh, mm -hmm. series of all time. I mean, Action Comics is the longest running. DC Comics is the top selling. Mm -hmm. um, but I started as a, as, a, as a Marvel guy. I started as a DC guy. I am more of a Marvel guy, but I, I, I like Supergirl. Um, I'll collect some stuff. I really enjoyed the artwork, uh, especially from a collecting standpoint, uh, Joshua Middleton's uh, Batgirl run, oh, yeah. uh, which was insane. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that. But it was funny was me getting back into, 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 into uh, collecting in uh, 2015, 2016. I just did trade, trade paperbacks. Like I said, mm -hmm. what really gave me the bug, what really bit me uh, and got me just, uh, I mean, I talked about the Hell Hydra. That was like, that's it. Pushed me over the edge was uh, reading Brian Michael Bendis and Gatos is uh, Jessica Jones, the Alias series um, from the early 2000s. Um, uh, just, I tell anybody, <clears throat> I'll tell anybody, I'll give you a top five series to read. Alias is in the top three. Uh, the writing, people will bash on Bendis all day long. And yeah, I hate to right say it, so, I'm in some cases, yeah. In some cases, Civil War too. Um, but, <laughs> but Civil War was good. But Alias, my God, it was so good. And see, I watched Mar Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix first and then read The Trade. And all I could hear in my head was Kristen Ritter's voice. And that's a testament to the casting of Kristen Ritter as Jessica mm -hmm. Jones for that series and how good they did adapting the source material um, and that's one of the reasons one it won awards. It won Peabody Awards. It was up for Emmys. Um, I mean, just top to bottom, it's such a good show. But yeah. it started with Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Alias series, and I got the I got the trade paperback, which gave me the first like seven or ten issues. And I was like, Amazon, I need volume two now, ASAP. I'll I'll pay for overnight. Like I need to have that book. And then I had to hunt for the third chapter, which it really dives into the Purple Man. Really dives into Kilgrave. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, I remember the same thing, reading that. And though it's a completely different character, it is more so the Purple Man mm -hmm. than it is Kilgrave, mm -hmm. uh, like it is in the TV show. Uh, but in my head, all I could hear was David Tennant and uh, doing the Purple Man in the comic yeah. book. And again, a testament to uh, the adapting of the source material. But um, like I said, I went with the, the big hitters, Civil War, wanted to see what that was about because the movie was going to come out. Yep. Days of Future Past, 
Um, that meant so much to me because as a kid, the two part series, that was like, we were talking about the animated series, X-Men, the animated series was phenomenal. And I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And when they did days of future past, that was one of the first ones where they did to be continued. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I mean, it's one thing that make me wait seven more days to see the next episode, but now you leave me on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And I remember years later reading the comic book and going, holy cow dude they adapted that perfectly for the comic for the tv show mm -hmm. and i remember i always wanted the iconic cover of uh uncanny x-men number 141 which is the uh picture uh it's kitty pride and logan Wolverine, oh yeah um with the wanted posters or the deceased yeah. posters it's and a great cover yeah, yeah and a spotlight and it's a it's an iconic cover probably I'll put it up and I'll put it in the top five greatest covers of all time up there with the, with the uh, iconic uh, action comics. Number one with the now famous captain America. Number one. Um, I mean, uh, you probably know what detective comics. Number one looks more like, but a lot of people because detective comics. Number one actually isn't the first appearance of Batman, which is it's actually number 27. Yeah. Like, yeah, like way less, way farther than that. It was, it's crazy. Like, we can go on about what the original oh, de detective comics are, but like, yeah. But dude, you got me into collecting. Like, I got the bug. I got back in getting weekly books from a pull list. I did uh, Captain America, uh, the uh, the new Captain America, which was uh, Steve, oh, Captain America, Steve Rogers. That's what it's called. Great writing. Good job uh, on all parts. And I, the writer alludes me. I met him last year at a, a revolution. Um, but uh, great writing. Uh, I did Silk, wasn't bad. Gwenpool, unbelievable Gwenpool was uh, fantastic. Uh, did Civil War II and stuff like that. But I remember we did, I don't know if it was a Bragg Night or- It was a Bragg Night. It was a Bragg Night. Night. And JR busts out the guy, uh, some artwork from a guy who y'all are familiar with. And he will probably Maybe. be, he could be on the Mount Rushmore of of cover artists. out. Uh, uh, it's gonna take a minute. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like Stanley <laughs> Lau, aka Art Germ, that amazing Spider-Man Renew Your mm -hmm. Vows was yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, and that's when I was like, okay, I'm I'm not just getting a pull list. I'm getting uh, I'm getting a uh, I'm getting I'm collecting now. Yeah, so. I mean, I got a bug and all that. But oh yeah, so what 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 was like? I mean. Did you just go straight pull list or did you like, did you collect too? Were you like, okay, I got to get key issues. I got to do this. I got to do that. Well, um, originally I would just, I went, I had, I got most of my, like, I guess, pull list type stuff from um, Interstellar at the time. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I went to Interstellar for like just my weekly stuff because it's closer. Right? I don't want to go. I didn't want to travel to Palm Desert majority of the time like for every weekend for every week or so i usually would go to interstellar for like the main stuff because i knew adrian and so i would ask him hey man can you hold me this up until you know your release date comes out and then he goes yeah but if i didn't tell him but there'd be times where like he didn't have a certain issue that i want right because you know yeah he's a young guy and he can only spend so much on comics right for for returning customers customers come in and like these aren't like you know the big ones this isn't spider-man this isn't like you know x-man this isn't any or this isn't like batman or superman this isn't the stuff that's going to sell you'll buy like 20 30 40 50 copies all day but i'm talking about like you know the random one-off beat ones like for me i was reading red hood 
Red Hood and the Outlaws Volume 2. Not really, not really a lot of people in Palm Springs going to read Red Hood Number 2, Volume 2, right? Or let's say for something for Marvel, um, not Thor, it was, I forgot about another one, but like the, the, ones, the ones that aren't going to be in your top 10 selling, right? And so I would go to Chick and Javel and see from them. And it wasn't until the... Uh, it wasn't until the December of 2016 where um, where Javel said like, hey, you should, you know, or Chicken Javel said, hey, you should get into like Image Comics type stuff, right? Well, Image Comics, like, what's oh, that? Uh, I, think right, know, I think I know you're going with this one. Yeah, yeah, he goes, oh yeah, Image Comics stuff um, is like, you know, it's like your indie stuff. They're, you know, they're they're not as big as DC, but they're just as relevant per se, in the minds of, like, you know, people who read comic books. And so, like, okay, cool, what's a good one to get into? He goes, oh, and Chick goes, oh, you know, have you read Seven to Attorney? Because the 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 artist is Filipino as well. I'm like, oh, okay, let's check it out, right? And I think they had um, a Seven to Attorney volume, uh, Seven to Attorney number two, right? Second print, right? I'm like, I'll check it out, right? Check it out. Art, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot his name, actually. Seven to Attorney, let me just put it right now. I'll tell you one thing, the, the Filipino comic book uh, writing and, and artwork, the, the artists, the, the, the creators have just kind of, they, they're, they're coming up. The Asian, uh, the Asian, the, oh, his name is yeah. Jeremy Opinia, right? And the art to that is, um, I, I loved it, right? So I'm like, ah, cool. Let me get, let me get, you know, three or four, whatever. Do you have any number ones? She goes, ah, oh, we don't. I can get you like a fourth printing of number one or something. Right? Like fourth printing? What, what does fourth printing mean, right? Like all that means like, oh, the, the first couple issues have sold out so well that they're on their fourth run, right? Or third run, whatever it is, right? And I go, well, what's, what's so important about issue one? Well, right now I was going for like 80 bucks on eBay. I's I'm like, what? A first print combo is going 80 bucks right now? Like, and Javel comes in like, yeah, yeah. I have 10. I'm like, what do you mean you have 10? I have 10. I'm a, I'm a collector. I, I get a lot of things. And so I'm like, yeah. yeah, do you want a copy? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to pay 80 bucks. Right. You know, don't worry about it. Right. And so he, he goes there, he gives me, um, an issue one. It's not, it wasn't cover price, but it wasn't 80 bucks. It was like maybe uh, Javel hook you up. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to give out numbers because I don't, I don't want people to read this, to watch this podcast and expect those numbers, yeah, right? No. But it, it definitely wasn't high, you know? And like, yeah, here, here you go. Merry Christmas, right? I go, thank you, thank you, thank you, right? And then I just, me being curious, I got intrigued, like, what is comic book collecting? And then four months, four years later, I have a lot of money investing in comic books now. <laughs> way too much but it's good because i see a huge investment coming back to it but like i got into, i got into comic book i've always been a collector yes yeah. but like I've always, i got into comic book collecting because javel because of 17 attorney i've got my sister candace into comic book collecting because of javel right uh I'm, i don't want to tell Candace her story maybe she could tell it some other time but like her thing is saga and javel yeah. <clears throat> Javel seems to be the only one in the valley to have every issue of Saga and not just every issue of Saga but like so many copies of number one which is going for like I think 9.8 is going for like four or five hundred bucks right now on eBay and he has like I'm not gonna give out the number <laughs> he's got he more got, than one 
he has way more than just one, and I think Kansas has one of them now. <laughs> I bought Kansas' first saga number one. That's right. You uh, did we? You see? Did you get it CGC'd or did you? He had it CGC'd, and like oh. okay. And but the crazy thing about it is that Javel. This is what I love about Clea, that um, that he is way more into like independent stuff, right? Like, yeah. Like the offbeat, quirky stuff. So when I said, "Hey, hey Javel, you know, um, this is how I got. I was really just all right. Cool. I'm all about this story now. I I go to Javel one one uh one day and say hey um off the beat right i go to i went to sid i went to i went to i went to adrian and said hey you guys have soccer number one they go no that's crazy and looked at me funny right <laughs> and so i go javel i go hey um for cat i want to buy some for my sister and she's a big fan of saga do you have number one and he supply he politely looks at me right with that javel look and goes yeah i'm like ah oh, cool do you have how do you have a lot of soccer he goes yeah i go how many do you have? All of them. I'm like, all of them? All of them. I'm like, what does that mean though? I have all the run. I have like multiple copies of everything. I have like the first 10 CTC 9.8, H and every one of them. And I have a lot of them. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I'm here now. And so, yeah, I bought number one for Canis and then I was, I intended to buy more for her. But the second that Canis found out, she got all of them. <laughs> Yeah. we found that's, out that's... about night nurse very quickly uh mm -hmm. it was funny was she was kind of like the uh she was almost kind of like batman because you know batman was always in the comics kind of you know he, he he fought crime at night and stuff like that and there were times mm -hmm. where he would leave his mark uh i know that like the later in life like kind of like what snyder did in in uh bvs where he would you know, mm -hmm. he would brand you know when he got a little, a little cuckoo when oh. Batfleck went a little crazy, uh, you know, you knew Batman was there. You knew the Dark Knight had been there. And with Candace, you knew she had been there because she had her little corner. It was like I started, I started to pile up on the on the pull list, and then you had guys like you, Mr. Z, um, Daniel uh, Daniel Cueto, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some of the heavy hitters of the Asylum. Mm -hmm. And then there was Night Nurse. We didn't know who she was, uh, but she just had the stack of stuff over in the corner. Yeah. Funko Pops, statues, trade paperbacks. And I'm just like, who is this night nurse? And it was funny when I eventually got to meet her. It was just like she was – it was funny. Like you would, you, would meet, you would meet her, and she's so quiet, so down to earth, so chill. Mm. And yet you say the word saga, and she goes full – full crazy yeah. like she's yeah. she's she's nuts for saga she know yeah she knows her stuff and uh, it was just it was just kind of cool to, to see her fandom come out uh as i've gotten to know her and stuff like that yeah but uh um you know i, I wanted to get you because uh, kind of get into the news and notes of yeah. uh talk about collecting um because you know more about it than i do um because mm -hmm. like you were hanging out with uh, chick and javel mm -hmm. um we saw this past week marvel had their first uh, lockdown release from Diamond Distributors. You know, Diamond went into lockdown, what, about a month and a half ago? Mm -hmm. uh, I know that uh, all the comic book stores were doing um, uh, curbside, uh, and then all of a sudden, Diamond's like, dude, we're out. Yeah. What did DC do? D DC decide to go in the shop for themselves or something? <clears throat> or uh, I don't I don't remember the details, but like, just, uh, just... DC, the comic side, isn't doing as, as not good right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things like just one Marvel comics. There's always gonna get 
the best end of it because like this Marvel Cinema, right? Yeah. MCU. <clears throat> Easily, right? They're gonna they're that's why they come out with number would you know issue number ones every single freaking year. That bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> oh my god, I could go on for, I hope we have a podcast just for just for that, right? Oh yeah. But like but like, you know, but for DC, they they come out with a number one with for the same character, like what, what once every reboot, which is like 10, 20 years or so. Right, and so like they have these these same character, uh, these same character series for quite a while, right? It surprised me that Red Hood still has a character series going on four years or three years or so now, and like a Red Hood series that's still about the same character that still has the same context. That's crazy if you put that on Marvel. Yeah. Right. But you have that on DC and like you have these characters that been around that's that has this this long that's a they're kind of long staying characters. So the fans kind of taper off. And the fans, I would say like the casual fans, right? They want to read something new, they want to read something different. But for you know, for long game players like me that care about context, that care about story, I stick with it. But granted, I'm still that small minority. I'm in that minority of people that actually gives a damn about where the comic book goes. That doesn't sell. No. And so you have DC trying to get into themselves, trying to get into like, okay, well, what about digital? What about actually trying to, you know, send this stuff straight to, to, to straight to their own, straight to comic book shops and stuff like that. Trying to find access revenue because the people that they're owned by them, AT&T, are complete dicks. <laughs> like, it's just this multifaceted thing that keeps on stacking on top of each other, right? I'm like, oh, no. I don't want DC to go down a crapper, right? I don't want DC to get shut down because of the coronavirus. COVID is is affecting every industry. Oh yeah, and people aren't aren't gonna think, you know, are people aren't gonna have a you know a glancing thought of comics, right? Like who, you know, like if it was an average human being, who cares about comic books? We have movies. I'm like, do you not? That's like, do you not know where the context comes from? Like it comes from the books. It comes from the series, and so. You're also talking about like, you know, how you're going to pay for the artists, how you're going to pay for the writers, how you're going to pay for distribution, distribution, how you're going to pay for all this stuff, anchors, all that stuff. And so I understand why DC had to try to get in their own hands, take it in their hands and try to do something about it. Yeah. While Marvel can literally just sit on their laurels, sell this stuff online, get get some money back in from Marvel MCU or just from a different Marvel heading because now Marvel is a different entity from Disney, Yeah. right? Or MCU specifically, but you can get you can still have that backlog of like, hey, you know, this new uh, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel came out last year. We'll do another Captain Marvel. We'll do a Life of Captain Marvel one, which is a four series, and right after that, we'll have another Captain Marvel number one, which you know, even though it came out last year with eight issues, we'll do another number one with maybe four or five issues, or like nineteen now or so, or some crazy number. I'm like, it's just yeah, like there's no context to anything like this. That just bugs me. Like Marvel can literally sit; can, they don't need to do anything, and they'll still get paid. DC, on the other hand, I I want a bigger company, a more stable company to buy them, because what's going on right now is not sustainable, and no. it sucks. Because to me, they still have the better story. Like if you if you put up the best stories that come out of DC right now, they might get some type of like uh some type of um uh pushback or not pushback i'm like yeah. l- a better term like some type of like comp- competition for
with their current stuff going on right now in Marvel, right? I'm talking about like freaking the Mortal Hulk. I'm talking about current run Thor. I'm talking, I'm talking about Venom. Anything that Donny Cates touches right now. Uh-huh. Anything. People are going to hate Donny Cates. But like you, any, everything the man touches turns into freaking gold. Oh, yeah. He's, he is a... Uh, uh, we always joke around, you know, you know you're a good creator in the comic book industry if, uh, if Chick, who owns um, Comic Asylum, has a restraining order against her. Um, I mean, I, I joke, Chick. I joke about Chick. She really doesn't, but um, yeah. we joke around. She has built really good partnerships and, and business relationships with a lot of creators. And Donnie Cates was something that she's been trying to she's tackle for, the, for a while. And so she, we joke around, she stalked him at yeah. San Diego last year. <laughs> uh, but no, it was really cool. They got set up through a mutual friends and yeah. um, they really enjoyed uh, what each other does. Obviously, everyone yeah. loves Donnie Cates, but yeah. Yeah, you always joke around. You know, you know, you're making it when uh, when you're the uh, you're on the yeah. most wanted list by a, by chick. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, just kind of a little bit off topic. I think like, I met Donny Cates last year too at um at WonderCon, right? The most coolest dude. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He's the most coolest dude. Like he's he's he like he he even though you know he's still kind of fits the prototypical Texan, right? Yeah. He's like your new age, like uh, you're like your new age freaking millennial where like he had purple hair one or he had pink hair one day and like a lip ring and like just had like skinny jeans and but still talked about trucks and all this other stuff and like he has his you know he has his badass girlfriend that also draws and is a is a freaking badass on the side of him he's talking about i'm talking asking him like dude like you know what's up man you're off venom now what's going on are you gonna come back to venom he goes bro I'm just off for like maybe two, three issues, man. I'm gonna come, but I'm coming back with like with Carnage. I'm coming back with all this stuff, man. People, you know, redheads getting ripped off. I'm like, oh shoot, like what? And then we got, you know, we got Curse Carnage. We got Carnage coming up. All right, that has happened, and we literally had heads coming off, spines ripped from their bodies, and to see that in a Marvel flick, specifically with Donny Cates, and this is be, and this is after you know his run with Thanos. I'm like, okay, Donny Cates is doing something good. We got writers in there right now. Um, we got uh, the writer. I have I've yet I've, I've yet to read I've yet to read current Captain America, but from what you're saying, it's going really good. Well, Tanahashi Coates, man. I mean, I don't know if he's still on it, but I mean, it, one of the greatest runs of all time was his Black Panther, hmm. to the point where uh, they actually had him on the consulting team <laughs> when they when they made the uh, the movie. Um, and Donnie uh, Donnie uh, Cates is the same way. Is like I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, with, with Sony doing their Spider-Verse uh, and they're, you know, with Venom 2 coming out next year now, it's been yeah. pushed back officially. Uh, and, of course, we know that it's going to be uh, Carnage making his debut. I think Cates was on the consulting team yeah. uh, for that movie as well. So it just shows you, like, some of these creators, it's just, it's nuts. Mm. Um, just the, uh, uh, the, especially cool. Kevin Feige. Um, you know, with, with the Marvel side is he gets it. Um, and I know that I talked with um, Chris Claremont mm-hmm. at uh, Revolution about two years ago. And he talked about how a lot of these movie studios will just kind of just rip the soul, as he said it, from the characters and just put it on the movie screen and stuff like that. And uh, that, you know, a lot of the creators don't get credit, but like did Kevin Feige's trying to rectify that. He's trying to fix that. Um, I think a lot of people... Uh, over the years, um, saw how was it was it Bob Kane? Is that is that his name? The guy that created uh, Batman? 
uh, yeah. um, for years, yeah. got no credit, got zero credit for, for creating Batman. It was just like character created by DC Comics. Mm. But um, finally, he started to get recognized. I think, I think Zack Snyder and, and the guys over at, at uh, uh, Warner Brothers and DC, the DCEU, uh, started giving him credit, but like Kevin Feige, like he's like, I, 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 we can't make these movies without the context. So you brought it, go back a little bit. You talked about how, like, if, if the comic of an industry dies, they're like, you know, forget it. Like DC's thinking about it. AT&T's thinking about it is like DC well, comics done. So we're either going to sell it or shut it off. And, but we're, we're still committed to making Superman movies. I'm like, you can't make, you're going to run out of stuff. And fans aren't going to go to see an original storyline. Like, I mean, yeah, these movies are, are an original script, but they're yeah. based on stuff. I mean, yeah. um, you know, we, we've seen, uh, you know, Logan, one of the great, greatest comic book movies of all time was based mm-hmm. on old man Logan, ba- based on a, a Wolverine run uh, who, oh, the guy's name, I, I, I met him at Revolution as well. And his name alludes me. He was super cool to my, my kids. He's uh, an uh, English guy. But, um, yeah, like you said, you don't get to a point. You've you got to have these writers and these creators. And I really think it's cool that a lot of them are getting a chance to get into the movie industry. Not I will say this. I think it's funny. Yeah. Go back to Tanahashi Coates. Yeah. Is when you think, when you were in high school, and I was in high school, and the kids that are in high school now have a, a, a reading list, beginning of the school year, right? Summer, you go, you got to go buy your books. And they're like, hey, by the way, uh, seniors, you got to read, uh, you know, just just whatever. You got to read The Great Gatsby. You got to read, um, you know, uh, Great Expectations. You got to read Romeo and Juliet. I know they probably do other stuff, but it's funny. You have all these. You and I remember when we were in high school, we had these required reading that we had to do, and they're classics, old literature, stuff like that. Guess whose name is now was on the La Quinta High School required literature list. For the 2019-2020 school year, the man, the myth, the legend, Tanahashi Coates and his Black Panther run, a comic book, yep. is now on a required reading list. Yep. And I, I got to imagine Coates is going to be up there, um, and you're not going to see Stan Lee up there. <laughs> I mean, no. he, he was a good writer, but he was a campy writer. Yeah. Uh, I, he, uh, it's kind of interject. I don't think he will. Well, unless like we have like some crate, like if you have some of of uh of donny cates like other stuff i i can't see i can't see people putting venom or like carnage stuff on there and for tony hodge i knew about that because like i'm not gonna say where i used to work because whatever but yeah I, when i was working at a place where like we had they we, that's we where had I, saw, I know where you i know where you worked I, that's where i saw it yeah see? <laughs> and so like that i i was that person like oh that's freaking bad ass dude we got we got black panther you know not just it's, it's a requiring list heck yeah put that on the board because like get these people more credit dude yeah and so like yeah like tani hashi coach in 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 i read some of his older stuff right but i and i and i've and I seen some of his newer stuff he has a great world building aspect he has a great uses of history and like just um that and just a bunch of, like um his usage of just position is mm-hmm. like top class oh yeah top class and so as a writer i love that i absolutely freaking love that and so yeah we need we need we need these we need these the context we need the history we need you know the backlog of stories of nearly basically 80 and 90 years now right of comics 
DC as well included Marvel, right? I think they're like 60 year history or so, right? 60 to 70 years now. And we need this history to kind of backlog because we can't just, because in, in today's context, you can't, you know, take back a comic from the 1950s in a very racist time that had a lot of stuff there. It can't translate. You can probably, uh. probably, you can probably do some sort of thing to it, right? And maybe translate it now, but like, you, it, it won't work. In the same way, as much as I would love to see Black Panther, I forgot the I forgot the um, the 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 creator of Black Panther, but I met him also too at Palm Spring at Palm Springs Comic Con, right? You did a uh, oh no, it was Black Lightning. That was Black Lightning. Comic Con Palm Springs. That was Black Lightning. And- yeah, but like he talked about like he talked about um, he talked about the history of Black Panther and all that stuff too. As much as I would love to see an issue of Black Panther punching a KKK member. That wouldn't translate well today, no. right? Like it just wouldn't translate well today, because like we have to understand that yeah, history it has to come in the form of context, right? They're period pieces, true, yes, but like we need hit, we need these mediums to have to connect on a a modern level, and that's what we need writers today. You can't have just DC come out just like just kind of be just done away with, it, right? You can't have Marvel just be on fads and just yeah want like you know what's what's hot and popping now we need something that to transcend that and these were the this is where what separates the really great writers from those who are just on feds and i'm not saying that every writer on marvel is bad no I'm there's some there's that, some good ones right now there's some great ones i'm just saying that every writer right now in in all these books right i understand that there is a certain precedent that some producer or some editor in the back saying hey we get hit certain numbers. We get hit certain things. We got to hit. We got to do this. We got to do that because it's what the company is expecting, right? I get that, but like, I'm a segue. It's gonna. It's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a no, weird I'm, segue. I, I, this is what I love about we're talking to Jr. Dude, him and I will <sighs> jump. We will chase rabbits all over the place, man. I'm just here, uh, as you're talking. I'm like I'm prepping for the next segment. <laughs> dude, here, here. I, I got milk. <laughs> Nice. Oh, oh, do you? Oh, I got myself too. But here's the thing. <clears throat> you remember when um um the Catherine Marvel controversy was coming about, right? Not the one where she's talking about where Brie Larson talking about like, oh, you know, there's a bunch of white, there's a bunch of white um, you know, interviewers here or reporters here, right? Not that one. Yeah. The one where like, oh, where people SJWs or people on internet, right, are trying to raging, are trying to raging, saying, hey, why isn't she gay? Right. I'm like, one, Ka- one, Carol was never gay. It's never even kind of talked she, about. Two, she dated Rhodey at the time, right? Rhodey. Oh, that's right. She did. She date. dated Rhodey. I'm like, yo, if you try to take that freaking, if you try to take that relationship away, you're taking away interracial relationship. Three, if you wanted a gay character, why didn't you support uh, America Chavez? But people don't know that. Yeah. And here's the thing that pissed me off about that. This is the whole thing. <laughs> people nowadays, right? In today's modern setting, they want. You know, they want forward thinking. They want to be represented. They want to be represented in their own color, in their own in their own race, because you know that's what you need. We need we need these we need these characters, super characters. I understand that absolutely. Miles Morales, popping right, oh, dude. up and running right. The uh, Edge of Spider Verse, the movie, way better, way better than the actual origin story that happened. As much as I love got, as much love I got for Bendis, right? That origin story wasn't that great. What what Edge of Spider-Verse did was just basically cap all of that because it was written from a black perspective. Right? And, and it was insane. <laughs> that movie. Oh. You could put oh. that against any comic book movie, period. Not animated movie, comic book movie. 
origin so, story. Great, great origin story. And, but like, uh, to, to kind of, uh, kind of um, backtrack, like, I'm back, but it's cool, kind of go back into my, my point. Yeah, yeah. When, Ameri- when, when America Chavez came out, right, that was Marvel Comics saying, like, hey, we hear you. Here is a, here is a Puerto Rican American from New York who is gay, who is a, who is a lesbian, who has been lesbian relations, who, who, which, which story we have where she goes back in time or she, where she, where she has this great story around her and like another story where she goes back in time and pushes Hitler before Captain America does. <laughs> like, okay, if you wanted someone to be your figure, why wasn't why wasn't Chavez in it? And the the run for the the Miss for for America series that came out, well, I think it was like twenty seventeen or so. Yeah, it was like twenty seventeen. There's a lot of hype around it. Like six, seven issues, and I get why people weren't weren't gonna read it because it was ve- because it was geared towards the people that weren't gonna read it anyway. That pisses me off. Like they made this gonna check me something else entirely. I know I apologize, but like no, they. They made that series for the group of people that just wanted a series out, but weren't going to read it. And that pissed me off because you're, because the core demographic of the Marvel people that buy this stuff are normally just collectors and maybe some casual fans or, yeah. or you know, big portions going to be casual fans. Yes. But like those are going to stay with the series collectors. Right. And that pissed me off. They, you made, you made miss, you made America, right. Puerto Rican descent, New Yorker, uh, she has star powers. I forget. I I don't necessarily know her full list of powers, but she's a she's like one of the stronger like one of the stronger new Avengers. Yeah. Right? And she was written by a, she was written by a a a lesbian Mexican American. Yeah, I remember they did a uh, on the Women of Marvel podcast. Yeah. That's, that's where I first. Her. That's where I first found <clears throat> out about it. Sorry, yeah. I'm moving moving my shield off. So. <laughs> Sorry about it. But but yeah, like they they. They did all the right beats to hit this audience, and guess what? It was canceled within the first six months, six seven months, dude. I'm like, you put all this energy into one demographic that doesn't give a crap about the actual product. They just want to have a name for it. They just yeah. want to say that, oh, we got one, and that pissed me off. He's like, yo, this is. If he, if that was the case, you would have had, you should have had her, that person, individual on other stories. That would have made it. I, I don't know what she's doing now. She, uh, I, I, America it, Chavez last. Uh, no, no, the 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 writer. Oh, the writer. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Exactly, uh, and that pissed me off too because one, I I I am I empathize her as, as a writer because like even though she of course has written books prior to Marvel, getting a Marvel contract as a writer, getting steady income and work. Yeah, it's tough. And so, come on, dude. Like, if you want, if you if you're advocating for this stuff, support it. That's it. Support it. I, you know, I, I, I read it. I mean, it's campy. It's, 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 it's I, when I, me. when I first heard about America Chavez and just to, to, to stay topical on this particular character, um, I don't get into the social justice warrior, uh, mm. aspect of, of comics, especially Marvel. Mm. Um, it seemed like a cool character. Um, mm. it was different it was unique it wasn't a re see what i didn't like was i did but didn't like yeah. the um let's take mm-hmm. a character and completely change it 
And I'm like, but yet I was the one that went and got the Hill Hydra Captain America. Mm-hmm. But that had my attention. That was so different and so radical that I was like, okay, you have my attention. And then you have, uh, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, when they made um, Thor a woman, I was like, really? And I read it and I was like, okay, it's this is written pretty good. And then I kind of got into it and I was like, spoiler alert, it's Jane Foster. I'm like, oh crap, dude. And, and then the whole aspect of, again, spoiler alert, three, two, one, uh, Jane Foster has breast cancer mm-hmm. and you know, it, the, the whole duality of that. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. So when they did America Chavez, I was like, I remember I listened to the interview with the writer and was like, it's different. They're, mm-hmm. they're creating a different character, but they're not creating a different character for the sake of creating a different character for creating the sake of let's we have to have a, a lesbian Puerto Rican New Yorker character. No, it was just like, it was that amalgamation. It was like, okay, this yeah. is a unique character. And it was really cool. And it was a character that didn't have to be, it didn't have to be les. She didn't have to be lesbian yeah. to be successful. Yeah. It was a character that just happened to be a lesbian. And, yeah. and I was like, Oh, cool. But then I read it and I was like, it was very, it was just you know? not real. It, my, maybe it was just the, the, who knows what, what went behind it. You could tell that the writer was good. Yeah. But to me, it was someone telling them you have to write, you have to, to, to do. And again, I'm saying this with all due respect, I, you know, I, to each his own, whatever, you know, whatever your life choices are, it was, absolutely shoving down the throat of of the reader this lifestyle and i'm like it it just it was it was too in your face and i was just like no and then when she popped up in champions she popped up in the avengers she popped up uh in i think she popped up in west coast avengers yeah uh a little bit yeah different and yes her sexuality did come out cool Hey, I don't have a problem with it. It was a part of her character. It yeah. didn't define her character. Yeah. Her her ability to be a teammate and work well with others. Yeah. I know we're, not, we're talking about little cartoon characters, but it's just still it's just how they're written. Yeah. Um, it was different, and I was just like, and I remember someone's like, "Oh, you just don't you like it now because she's she's not gay," and I'm like, "She's still gay." Yeah. She goes in one of the issues. She talks about wanting to go on a date, on a first date, and how. She dealt. She deals with, like, um, if we were a movie star, how movie stars want to date. Yeah, they're a movie star. Like, how do they how do they go out and and live a normal life and have a, and have a, a life you know a, a love life when you're in this case you're not a movie star you're a superhero, mm-hmm. and so America Chavez was dealing with that. And I remember I think um, I think it was West Coast Avengers, and I can't remember if she was talking with uh, it wasn't Kamala Khan because Kamala Khan's in the Champions. But it was, she was talking with a character and being nervous. And it was just like, it had nothing to do with gay or straight. It was just like a person. It was a person dealing with love for the first time while being a superhero. And I was like, that I get that right there is what Stanley and what Steve Ditko and what the guys did uh, that were on Spider-Man in the sixties and the seventies. You have a teenage kid who has superhero powers, his incredible strength and he can Mm -hmm. walk on walls and stuff like that. And then he has to deal about getting his science homework done, popping zits and, and you're not getting beat up by the school bully. So that's, I was like, okay, that I get America Chavez. And, and I remember some people, there were some people that like, 
kind of clowned on it like okay there's they're they're kind of whitewashing it some people were like uh like me they're like i like it it's telling her her sexuality side of the story but at the same time is having to deal with everyday issues that's the yeah. thing is you want my attention talk about everyday issues um yeah. obviously they can't work for every character you, like captain yeah. america can't sit there and talk about like oh you know i went to get my car washed today and i had to wear a you know uh, my my ball cap real low like i don't yeah. identify with that but with it's captain like, america when like going back to what got me back into collecting was here you got a guy here's a guy was all about truth justice in the american way he was the poster child for the united states in the 1930s and 40s and then all of a sudden he literally turns his back on all of those values and says the two most dangerous words in marvel comic history hail hydra and i was like okay like this you have my attention and the writing was just like uh the only thing i didn't like about that to not to chase the rabbit too much but going back to that series the only thing i didn't like about that was like the next issue they dealt with why he said it and i'm like mm -hmm. dude you could have dragged that on for yeah. 10 issues but to go back to the america chavez my personal opinion with that run it was just who knows who who the who like who the editor or who the producer was yeah. on that was I think it was just uh, was yeah. just kind of poorly run, but it, it, like <clears throat> when when if people hear this right and and they're saying that what's wrong with that like read please read Grab a book read it read it because it's there's one thing about you know putting out a person's sexuality and their in their lifestyle in a poignant way yeah. when they try to soapbox it and go on a pedestal and say and try to do these things when you know for sure it just it's one of those like oh those twitter moments or one of those things where like oh you know this is our thing and not have any backing with it that's a totally different like that's a totally different like like path you take be like i understand and i get those moments where you need to have those moments yes yeah. but for america chavez who was literally just a Puerto Rican American trying to understand her own identity in America during a time where we just elected Trump. Yeah. Right? In a time where in in a time where during in context, Civil War II just happened. Yep. And her and one of her best mentors became the dictator. They found out to her for her to be. Right. And there's that pivotal issue where or there's a certain, I, I don't know if it was Black Widow or if it was, or if it was Chavez where she punched or slapped Captain Marvel because of just differing ideologies. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot which one it was. But like, there's that story and just basically just, it, it felt more like, like, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Like, um, it felt like propaganda where you where I was hoping for a legit story about America Chavez because one who what, what wouldn't be you know she her one of her powers is basically put a, to make a dimension in your eyes a star and go the, go out the back of your freaking head <laughs> <laughs> like okay that's a badass power, that's a power I want to know more about her right and so like she she's she's she should be propelled as this as this like this heavy hitter in young Avengers and these young up and coming Avengers and you're gonna see more I'm hoping we see more of her in in you know movies down the line and eventually it's just that you, we don't have these poisonous stories of a of a Puerto Rican American out in the public. Yeah. And it was stole and it was the story was told by a Spanish American lesbian woman, lesbian person, and like they just kind of fucked it. 
Pardon my French. Pardon my French. That's the best way Pardon to put it French, on it. But like they really did. Like, you know, you, you had one job, <laughs> one literal job to make this story freaking. Mwah. Yeah. And you, like, come on, dude. They, yeah, they, they really dropped the ball in that series. And I, I was intrigued by it. I liked the artwork. Yeah. Um, I know that there was the famous Beyonce cover, which is like. Mm-hmm. I have that cover. I have that cover. Um, so I think cover. I got. I don't think I got the Beyonce one. I think I got the, cause they did, was it, wait, was the Beyonce one just, it just happened to look like it or was it an actual hip hop variant? Hip hop variant. It's it was a hip-hop variant. They did two hip hop variants for America Chavez. And I, God, I can't remember who they did. Um, and it was, uh, I, I, I love, I just real quick. That was another thing that kind of got me into collecting was, that was such a cool idea doing the hip hop variants. And they did a um so just, freaking original. It was so original. And to get into before we get into uh basically the pull list section of the uh or mail call section of the uh the, the podcast here. Um and we'll we'll wrap things up and, and uh put a little bow on uh the pilot episode, but um they did an interview on Marvel with I think it was Method Man. Mm-hmm. And I guess when they do those pair, when they do the hip hop variants, it falls under the parody law. So they don't have to have the permission of the, the original artist mm-hmm. of the, of the, of the album art to yeah. be able to do it or the artists themselves. Mm. So method man came in uh, to just cause he's a, he's a huge comic book collector. Um, just like uh, um What's his name uh, from uh, not Rev Run, but the uh, um, oh yeah, the other guy, the other guy from DMC, Run DMC, the the DMC. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. Well, Grand no, that's, that's not Run DMC. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash, isn't that? Uh... It is. uh, it'll come back to me, but yeah. nonetheless, Method Man's doing the podcast, and he says that he's walking through um, the Marvel offices in New York, and he had never seen the hip hop variants, didn't mm-hmm. know they existed. And because he admittedly in the in the podcast, which was really funny, that he collects more DC, he's more into Batman than than Marvel. But um, he sees the hip hop variants on the wall, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, dude, those things are dope!" Like he was just like, and he saw one of his albums as a hip hop, and I can't remember which one it was, and he was just like, I, I, he was stunned, and he goes, "I have to have this, like, like how can I how can I get this?" And um, he they're like oh here and they took it off the wall and they gave it to him but then he turned around and returned it and he took the the album that it was had it reframed had the 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 comic book artwork reframed with the album cover when that album went platinum sent the platinum record to marvel and said thank you keep doing what you're doing so they have the album and the, 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 the hip hop variant and the platinum record or it was the album from method man. And it's hanging in the, in the Marvel office. And he was just like, right. this is so dope. So when you have like the stamp of one of hip hop's greatest, yeah. uh, but like, dude, this artwork is freaking is, is dope. Like, yeah. Oh, jam the, master. The, did I lose you? Jam. No, 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 no. I was oh. like, no, no, you, I, I've heard it, but I was trying to figure out my, my mic you, and like, you tap the your microphone, dude. Yeah. yeah. Jam master J. I tapped it because, uh, you hear me now? What happened to JR? Hello? Hello? 
There he is. Oh. Hmm. I can I hear think... you for a second, dude. Okay. But How about uh, now? Okay. Yeah. You, 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 whatever you did there for a second where you said hello, I hello. can hear you. Hello? So technical difficulties. We'll get we'll get JR back here, but he, you can at least see his you can at least see his pretty face. Uh, let me clear my uh, meeting room here. I'll show you. I'm in my uh, my office here, and uh, get into a little um, did the microphone. Like, did your microphone like uh, testing out testing. on you or testing testing? Hello. I don't know. I can't hear you. I can. I can. I can't even hear you. I can't. Yeah. Anyways. So going through here, guys, why JR fixed his microphone, we'll just go with facial expressions because I know a couple of these will be like, oh, dude, that's, he'll, give, he'll give the uh, shaka bra uh, on, on the good stuff. Um, uh, for those who don't know, I'm a Sia Oum fan. Uh, and if you guys, looking, you guys collectors out there are looking for a, a series kind of off the beaten path to start mm -hmm. collecting, uh, start reading, uh, one of the comics I do recommend is Lola. Uh, Sia Ohm's Lola XOXO from Aspen Ooh. Comics, by the way. Aspen, a great company um, to to collect with. And um, so there's cover. Here is from volume one. This is from May of 2014. This is coming by way of my one of my favorite shops of the life from online, Midtown Comics. I know, Chick, you're going to hate me for this. Uh, but here we go. Sia Ohm's work. I know I've got a little reflection there, but uh, beautiful artwork. Lola, the thick title character right there. Um, uh, just amazing, amazing uh, job. And then, of course, we have issue number 3A, volume one. This is back again from 2014. I'm uh, just going to give you a little taste of some of the books. Uh, these, again, these are, these are all from, uh, from 14, but just want to give a little mail call shout out to Midtown Comics. Um, another artist wanted to give a little shout out to was uh, Maria Lovett. Uh, and uh, in this particular case, uh, Pat, uh, Patrick uh, uh, Kindlin, uh, who wrote, I think he wrote it. This is from Black Mass Comics. This is uh, There's Nothing There. Um, issue, uh, this is issue number one. Uh, for those of you who recognize the style of, of Maria Lovett, she is the one that is, a, uh, she did the artwork for Heartbeat for Boom Comics, for Boom Studios. And she also did the artwork for um, Faithless, which is coming back with a volume two, I believe, in late June. So there's issue number one. Pick that up from Midtown. You mean now? And an issue number two from there. Uh, there's nothing there. There was her original work. Uh, got a blank Superman cover. I'm saving that for an artist. I think I'm going to take that to uh, our good buddy Ryan Kincaid to do a little uh, little artwork on. Um, talking about uh, <laughs> talk about the old SEX word. Uh, issue number three of the uh, series called uh, Safe Sex. Really, really unique. Um, I might be your mic. Can you not? Can you hear me, Jr. Or no. Okay. Let's see. Uh, it might be your headphones, dude. Because I can hear me through my mic, bro. Oh, dude. You know what? I can't hear. It was my it was my headphones. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it was your headphones. Like what? Well, I, okay, yeah, I had to do a little test run there. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me yeah. now? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, uh, and oh, what right. I said was it was Jam Master J. What's up? Remember when you said Run DMC? Yeah. It was Jam Master J. Jam not, Master J. Not uh, yeah. 
All right. But hey, you could hear me, right? The yeah. whole time? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got a little rinky dink setup uh here and I moved the the headset. Um real quick, uh you talked about Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a uh, mm-hmm. series that kind of got you into it, uh, a a run that they're doing right now that really really uh is going to it really changed the game for Boom Studios. It just moved them from they were on their way up. We'll talk well, we could probably do a whole episode on Boom Studios by the way. Um but a series that has them going for the moon while DC and Marvel try to figure things out. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, first print, issue one, cover A, right there, killer series. And for those who don't know, um, basically in this series, the characters behind the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers become Ninja Turtles. And Mm. the turtles become power Power. rangers and it's oh my gosh the artwork is incredible (laughs) and it's just like it's you the fans whatever you have in your mind if you've never seen this issue before you google it just whatever you have in your mind yeah that's exactly what you're thinking it's 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 totally badass and then of course uh, my last one from midtown oh two more from midtown uh of course cannot uh go a midtown trip without a little jsc j scott campbell Invincible Iron Man number two, mm-hmm. black and white sketch variant uh, featuring Riri Williams, which we do know that Ironheart will get a, if, if not a movie, okay. at least TV a Disney, a Disney yeah, Plus TV series. Plus. And they are negotiating with the, the, the godfather of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Robert Downey Jr., to reprise his role as Tony Stark. And those who don't know Riri Williams do not know Ironheart in mm-hmm. When uh, in the comic books, much like in the movies, uh, Tony has his artificial intelligence, which was for years was Jarvis, and then it did switch. It did switch to Friday, which so people don't know in in uh, Age of Ultron, the movie, he changes because obviously Jarvis's artificial oh. intelligence is his, yeah. is uh, the Vision, yep. and he changes his AI to Friday. In the comic books, Friday has been his long-standing. AI for a while so that was a pull people were like oh what came first the movie or the comics no Friday's been his AI for a while post Civil War 2 Tony goes into a months long almost year long coma well he uploaded his conscious to the cloud and turned it into an artificial intelligence that was loaded into the suit that he was working on with Riri Williams when Riri left uh, MIT and went to work for Stark Industries. And uh, Tony becomes her AI. And that's mm-hmm. what they're thinking about doing with RDJ is that whenever they cast a Riri, whenever they decide if they're going to do a movie or a TV show, uh, to- uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to come back to play Tony Stark and be the AI, which will be really, really cool. But uh, J. Scott Campbell could go no wrong. And of course, I'd throw this out here because I know uh, JR is a DC guy. Uh, the Black Label run across the board, mm-hmm. been killing it. Uh, Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity, number three, kick-ass cover. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the B variant, Miko Suyan cover. Miko Suyan, Filipino. Filipino. And then, of course, this, this past week, I picked up issue number four. I think this is cover A. Uh, it's a little tough to see. The silhouette yeah. it looks like a, uh, like almost like a, a Joker uh, a marionette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and then a little homage to the Jared Leto uh, Joker on the B variants. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all kinds of I got all kinds of. I'm not going to give it into my into the uh, the the, the uh, brown bag. The well into the uh, I got some some really cool stuff in um, the uh, grab bags at yeah. Asylum. But real quick, uh, incoming was a one shot. This is a one of the uh, this is a one uh, one in one variant for each store got that from the asylum um one of our other favorites derek chu gonna be a rising star this year robin number uh 80 number 100 or 80th anniversary of robin Hmm. um i forgot they came out moon knight avengers uh cover here moon knight's gonna be killing it he's got a tv show coming to um Disney disney plus And then this one, great story. Uh, the writer is Leah Williams. Check her stuff out with uh, Gwen, the, uh, Gwen, uh, Revenge of Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. And she's writing on The Amazing Mary Jane, which has been a really fun story. Um, and uh, issue number six kind of, I'm a little behind on it. Issue number six picks up on a new storyline that they're running, but uh, it's, it's different. You know, you talk about people need to think outside the box and just not rehash the same storyline over and over again. Mm-hmm. The, the Amazing Mary Jane, I thought I was like, oh, great. They're giving everybody a, a run. No, great writing, great artwork, original idea, super cool. Um, plays into the characteristics of Mary Jane and, and what she wants to, wanted to do in life. So, And then, of course, our boy, Kate. I'm telling you guys, uh, you would never think this, but for you collectors out there, blank variants serve as two purposes. Number one, they are collector's items now because they're not just doing blank white variants like I showed you that Superman variant. They're doing this one. They did, I think Carnage had it all red. Uh, they've, done, they've done all kinds of different colors, but this one right here, uh, this, is going to, this is gonna go straight to my boy, Ryan Kincaid. He's gonna do a, uh, I'm gonna make him do a drink and draw with, yeah. uh, with, a, with the old gold Sharpie. Um, oh see what he can do. I might, you know what? I might do a little Venom Gwenpool right here on mm. this one with him, but. Uh, now that's a that was about it. Oh, and of course, uh, again another uh, uh, DC Black Label, the uh, Curse of the White Knight. I got the Alfred uh, variant, so uh, I got some good stuff. Another great, another great um, a writer as well, writer slash artist. Oh, uh, Sean Murphy. Sean Gordon Murphy. I love that man. You want to talk about man crushes, dude? You want to talk about man crushes? When I was uh, when I was helping out uh, freaking Comic Asylum. That Comic- year in 2018? 2018, Comic-Con Palm Springs, August 2018. We had a booth right next to him. Yep. Him, and, him and his guy, super freaking chill, super freaking cool. And I had a full-on man crush on Sean Gordon Murphy. That man is freaking awesome, dude. He signed all my books. We talk, we, we talk shop. We, uh, we just, you know, just shot the, you know, you know what stuff. <laughs> and like, he was, he was a cool individual, dude. Really good guy. Really down to earth. Talk about like, you know, just talk about just normal stuff he's working on now. You know, he showed us some stuff he was going to work on. He was talking about some upcoming things that already, that's already happening at the time. We didn't know if, you know, we didn't know if, um, if, uh, if Curse of the White Knight was going to happen, right. If any white Knight series after this one, after his original one was going to be happening and he couldn't say anything, but he said like, Maybe we'll stick around. Yeah, stick around, man. You'll be fine. And like, first and white, first and white night happened, dude. And like, his artwork is, mwah. like, 
that type of artwork, like type, that type of like, you know, surrealist, like Lucio Perillo type of stuff where you go into background. Where, um, what's in the game? What's the guy's name? He did, um, he did Joker. Oh my gosh. Uh, Lee Bermajel. Sounds right. Lee Bermajel. Like that type of art style, dude. I'm all for, bro. I'm all for. And like the way, the way Murphy does it, dude, is like, yo, he needs, he needs to stay in the game. You need to see his art type of style, man. And but yeah, but I'll let you, I'll let you get your stuff real quick. And I'll, I'll roll, roll more last uh, mail call, a uh, little eBay item. Howard the Duck, Grandpa cover. How to get it? I, mm. I actually I accidentally bought that. I, I thought it was a cover I was missing, and I you don't. Accident, let, you don't accidentally buy it. Come on, you bought that because like, yeah, I want it. Well, the thing is, is I already had it. Oh, <laughs> and okay. I bought it on eBay too. So I was like, nice. what am I doing? But it's a Ron Lim cover, and Ron Lim's another one of the good guys. He's just a chill dude. The dude's a living legend. And I just realized I think mm. I need to replace that bag. I may have cut that bag, but I did not cut the book. See, I'm pretty sure I have. I don't know if I have this cover now. Can I see it? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's from Howard Dark Duck One, I think, or is it 25? The one like one of the last issues. Uh, this is this is number three. It's the variant. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not this is not the Ron Lim cover. This is the uh, this is this is the Rob Liefeld. I'm missing the Ron Lim cover. Yeah. This is the Rob Liefeld cover. Um. Oh, we can talk and, about Rod Liefeld. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about Rod Liefeld because yeah, yeah. we can talk about this one. Because <laughs> I met him, I met him at the same comic convention that I met Ron Lim, and Lim was cool. Night and day, and Liefeld Night and day. had other places to go. Um, <laughs> real quick, gotta tell a Sean Murphy story, uh, and, and I'll let you get your pull list. Um, comic Con Palm Springs. Um, I get approached to host the panel for Jim freaking lee i mean the dude runs dc comics uh he has the one of the highest selling comic books of all time x-men number one uh amazing artist uh, a talent a talent that i mean he's got more talent in his pinky than any other artist have in their whole body and the dude's chill as hell yeah um so i get the guy uh, um, Julian is his name. Julian, who was doing the, who was organizing all the panels for CCPS, comes to me. Goes, dude, the panel host for Jim Lee dropped out. Can't make it. You want it? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh I mean, we're talking Image Comics, uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. We're talking again, top selling artists of all time. I'm down. So I show up and I said, you don't have to pay me to do it. Can I get him to sign some stuff? Dude, he's like, we'll get him to sign everything you want. Done. I go to my long boxes. I grab every Jim Lee cover I have. I brought it. I line them up all out, uh, on the outside in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, the green room. So I'm getting all, I'm all getting excited. I'm, I've got my notes. Sean Murphy walks in, and I cannot for the life of me remember this lady's name. She's an artist for, um, I think, from My Little Pony. Yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember that panel. Julian comes to me and he goes, don't hate me. And I go, why? He goes, you were the patsy. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, apparently you weren't going to host the Jim Lee panel. We just told Jim Lee that you were going to host the panel so that he didn't know that this girl, again, I apologize for not remembering her name and, and Sean Murphy were going to host the panel. So they bring right. Jim Lee out on stage. Um, 
and they basically put him out there and I was going to come out and say, ladies and gentlemen, the great Jim Lee, blah, blah, blah. So he's out there waiting for me. And I introduced myself I'm like, Hey, I'm Kevin pillow. I'm going to host your panel, blah, blah, blah. Cool. I'm going to go out. Um, he's like, how do you want to do this? And I said, well, I think they want you to go out there first and then I will come through the crowd and say, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Lee, and kind of do this like almost like Oprah Winfrey style. Like I'll be in the audience getting fans with the microphone, blah, blah, blah. So he goes out there. Everyone's like going crazy and they go and they all of a sudden they give Sean Murphy a microphone. He comes out on stage and he's like, Oh dude, I'm going to get roasted by Sean Murphy and, and this other artist. So I'm hanging out backstage Jim comes back. He only, she only ends up signing six books. And of course the running joke is the one book I needed him to sign. He didn't sign, which was Batman 601, oh, which is God. hush number one. Um, variant, right? The variant cover. No, I have first print number a cover. No, the, the variant cover. The, the, all, you're talking about the one where he like, he was like drop kicking. The yeah. One is that, is that a variant? Yeah. That's no, a that's the regular. That's the oh, regular. I, that's a the cover. one I have. Okay. And I had it and I, that was, I only got six books. I was, I was only allowed six books signed. That was number seven. So mm -hmm. anyway, so he signs it and then Sean and the other girl come out and the girl, I had, I had her sign a couple books for, for my daughter. And then Sean goes, um, scooting up all the books. And he's like, Oh dude, Jim didn't sign all those for you. And I go, no. And he goes, he goes, Hey, you're, you're with a, you're with a asylum. Cause I had the, the shirt on and he goes, I'm like, yeah. And he goes, Oh, were you the guy that was supposed to host the panel? And I go, yeah. And he goes, Hey, do come by my booth later. So I go by to say hi to chick. I completely forgot. And Sean comes over to me, gives me a couple of books, signs them for me. And he goes, Hey, I'm really sorry about that. I, like, I didn't know that they hired, a, that they had you do it and then kind of lied to you. I feel mm -hmm. bad about that. And he's like, you know, I would rather have someone who is a fan who's into it to do, do the panel, but they wanted us to kind of roast him. And I was like, Sean, you're, I didn't know who you were. So I'll be honest with you. I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with your work. Now I see it. I go dude, it's badass. And you're chilling. My, you're, you're, you're cool in my book. So yeah. Yeah. Talk about what you're saying. He's dude, chill as hell, dude. Yeah. So what, what, what do you, what do you but, got Sean, uh, Mr. Sean freaking Murphy man crush. <laughs> uh, so this is actually all the stuff I bought from eBay or, or like Instagram. I'm not going to show off my pool. Because it's, it's, it'll take us all day. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll just, I'll just try to, I'll just try to go like a little bit fast Blake sorry about that I think I set this up on like certain things oh yeah show that one last all right so the first one is if people know this one uh, it's reverse so it's just, she said destroy right yeah but this is a this is an homage cover to saga number three I was gonna say it looked like saga writing there yeah saga number three and saga number two right or yes yeah, it's, it's a homage cover to it right to after Fiona Staples Fiona Staples amazing artist as well one yeah. of like the one of the one of the industry standards yeah, basically, right. I'm gonna show this one last because I got, I got. I'm just gonna just shove this in your face. He's, he's, you've got, you've got something that's gonna go like, oh, bro, come on. Yeah. So, you know me, Justice League, right? But this is Adam Hughes cover. Adam Hughes cover. Older Adam Hughes. Another Adam Hughes cover. Legionnaires. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, very, very Adam Hughes there on that. Yeah, easily. Let me just take that off because uh, there you go. This one actually is another awesome. Uh, it's a risk. I can't, I can't say a risque, but like, if it's yeah, Adam, you, it's... no, no, it's not Adam Hughes. It's art. It's art. It's Arthur Adams. Okay. If, if you know Arthur Adams' art, are you seen it? Right, his stuff is a uh, his stuff's kind of been a little censored, censored-ish, right, for his Marvel covers, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, um, this is what I'm using. 
<laughs> because I love Arthur Adams too, man. He's a great artist too. This one, you might hate me for, but uh, you got into Mercy? Mercy? It, the, uh, yeah, Mercy. Mm -mm. It's, it's uh, I think, uh, from Image Comics, I think. Yeah. It sounds familiar. But... Is, that a, is, that like a, is that a Kincaid cover? Mm -mm. It's a new guy coming up, dude. This guy's going to be big. Son Kawa something. I don't want to bitch his last name. Uh, we talking maybe uh, is this another art germ? Uh, not, not a student. Not a student. Not a student. He, he's 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 gonna be big, bro. And then I got, of course, though, the germ. Oh, okay. I know that cover. This is a germ oh, okay. right here. I got three of these ones, dude. Because you know me. Like, do I know what? Now I think about it. You do, I, do I? I'm not. You know, you got me thinking, bro. I gotta pull up the. Bro. I gotta pull up the old CLZ on the yeah. iPhone here. I'm thinking, uh, how do I not have that art germ, dude? Dude, the, those sold quick at Asylum. I had to buy, I had to buy mine online, and like, um, I was one of those freaking, you know how they're doing now with Asylum, like, oh, you, you know, you could, um, it's a, uh, it's a uh, Q's picks, right? You can, ah, oh, damn, you, you, you got me, dude. Down now, yeah, you put some money down now, and then you know when they come out, you know, you know, it will have one for your name, right? So that you, yeah, don't, yeah. You know, it's gonna go out the floor. We can't necessarily save you a copy. So of course Thor one. He's this is also Kate's. I this is a I I already have I already had one, right? Uh, the uh, comic asylum, but then I want to pick up another one because I I love this cover. The run right here for this one, it it, it is amazing, dude. I you know what I I jumped off of it because the run before, it was a uh, um, oh my gosh I can't think of his name. He's the guy that Jason did Aaron. Jason huh? Aaron. Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron. And it just it just it did hold up like Jason Aaron. Go back and read the Mighty Thor and the the Jane Foster Thor series. Um, it's just called Thor, but it was mm -hmm. um, Mighty Thor was her run where she was introduced yeah, as the, the very first Thor. one. Yeah, and then he followed it up with just a Thor run. Mm. Um, amazing, amazing storytelling um, with with uh, Jane Foster as as the goddess of thunder. And I I will say though, like he uh, Jason Aaron was given. I think what when was the first uh, what was the first what was the first reappearance of uh, Jane Foster Thor like 2012 2013 something around there that's after original sin right yeah because it was the last panel yeah. of original sin yeah where he can pick up the where he pick, he pick up the hammer in, in space or in on the moon yeah and so like but yeah I was saying like he was given a long period of time this is Donnie's like literally first foray into Thor and so far you got spoiler. You got Thor as an as a herald of Galactus. Oh, we're talking like uh, um... something got Galactus. Okay, so Galactus right now is I think it's Lifebringer Galactus, right? Where uh, he got switched in the last couple of years or so, where he instead of eating worlds, he's now trying to save. He's like being a good progenitor. He's trying to be a good guy of the universe, I think. Right? Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm kind of hazing the details, but like he's running from the. And this is a great thing of a freaking Donnie Case, right? He's a great man of like fucking, sorry, apologize again, of folklore, yeah. right? Where he talked, where like, it was like the Black Knight is coming or like the Black, like this, this, uh, this crazy thing that's going to happen eventually, right? To the universe. And so Galactus is running from it and, and he goes to Thor and basically Thor, he's like, all right, Thor, well, you're going to be my herald. Try to figure this stuff out. So you got Thor in this black getup right now, right? Right here, as the Herald of Galactus. You talk about already strong, super strong, amped up Thor. That already has the Odin Ford. I'm going full on nerdy now, right? Nerdy. Nerd alert. Versus, nerd alert. Versus battle type of like, you know, 
power ranking type thing now. You got, you got, you know, this is after Odin has passed away, and he had, and now it's the now now Thor has all the Odin force. He's recreated. Uh, he I can't say recreated, but like he 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 is now empowering all of his homeworld or wherever the heck he's staying right now, and then Galactus comes by and gives him and takes and tells him be, to, to be his herald, and he's amped up now by Galactus. Like you want to talk about being one of the strongest freaking beings in the whole, you know, in the whole Marvel universe, dude, you want to talk about, you know, who's going to win a fight between Superman and Thor when before it was, who's going to win a fight between Superman and silver surfer, who was the Herald Galactus. You got Thor who's now on the same level. Well, he's been on the same level as silver surfer before, but now you have Thor with that same level power. Yeah. So I can nerd out about that all day, but to go on with my poll, (laughs) I got this one right here. X-Men. Right here. Got cable, uh, cable, cable and X-Force. Cable and X-Force. And I got this one through a an Instagram bid. I got this full cheap. Oh, man. We'll, we'll, do a whole, we'll have to do a whole uh, uh, deal on Instagram sellers right now. I mean, they're just killing oh, yeah. it right now. Yeah. Little, yeah. Uh, Wonder that... Woman, Adam Hughes. Wonder Woman, Adam Hughes. Uh, that that, go... That's not the same run that, 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 that you and I – is that, is that – Same run. What was that? Oh. Booty, the booty, <laughs> the, the booty Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Then another, another. This Catwoman, Adam Run, Adam yeah. Adam Hughes run. That's a famous Cat Catwoman run uh, with yeah, Adam Hughes. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll sit here and argue artists all day long. I'm not. And people will know real quick that I'm not a gigantic Adam Hughes fan. I'm really kind of hit or miss. But that Catwoman, I almost want to start grabbing them. Fifty one, or is it just that one right there? Uh, what, I think Chick's got one in, in the asylum right now. It may be 51, the, the real famous one. She doesn't have 51. Oh, then I don't know which number what it is. But I just I, I do like his style of, uh, of Catwoman. Pin-up. Pin-up, the yeah. pinup. It, it's pinups are good. This is, uh, I got the, this is Old Man Logan 25, I think. Right? I, had, I had this variant before. Smoking cover. I, I love this cover. Yeah, it was a, just a great cover for me. And then this came out for, I got this one off again on Instagram. This one I got mainly for uh, it's like yeah this is the Witchblade run right here. Honestly, I got this run. This came in a set for where is he? This right here. This is a good one too. Witchblade set. I got it mainly for this cover, just this cover, because it's Frank Cho. It's Frank Cho. I'm like I gotta get it. It's Frank Cho, right? But looking at these covers, dude, I'm like oh I'm so glad I got it. Dude, these are really good. And then I got anime anime super girl and power girl oh you and power girl i swear oh, dude she's still my favorite kryptonian she's my favorite kryptonian and then more one roman adam hughes this one i got this awesome cover right here and then this one i got because it's a it's an it's a epic cover because it has teen times behind it i don't think you see it this is a glare in my screen so i don't yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah oh, it's, it is and so the ones i really wanted to show you though <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna flex right now. No. Well, this one first. I like I wanted to get this cover at the asylum a long time ago, and I I like literally just blinked and it was gone. But it was the Spider Man oh. ASM seven ninety six, I think, where he has the guns out, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, seven ninety three. Spidey doesn't do that kind of stuff. That's what I'm saying so that's like a pivotal cover, right? And then I got this one off the eBay bid. My second cover, my second one of this one. Oh, the Virgin variant. That was a tough one. 
Mary, no, I'm sorry, Gwen Stacy, number one, art germ cover, version variant. One uh, that's got to be, yeah, it's a one in a hundred. Uh, Ask me how much I got it for, off the bid. How much you get it off for? Just, just say a number. 80 bucks. Less. What? <laughs> I, almost, I almost dropped my laptop right there. Do you know how much I spend, like, uh, oh, granted, you know, this is like months after the series came out. But like I spent near that same amount, right? To, for for comics online, I, I understand that. Oh, you should never pay that much as a collector, right? Well, one, you know, uh, this is a whole different video. Like we go on. Well, one, you know, I know them personally. And I want to yeah. support their business. Yeah. So I'm not just looking as a collector. I'm also looking as you know as a consumer of comics and their friend. Yeah. So I want to support their business. I, I'll pay whatever we can work on. And eighty, I think, or so, maybe a little more than that, was acceptable because. We can go on about how, how about the freaking Marvel bull crap that's going on about like how they're inflating their numbers on why they're selling a hundred thousand when they're really not. Right. We can go on though. I bought, I bought that cover, I think for like 25 bucks. Yeah. 25, 30 bucks. Some of that. Jeez. And if it was a bid and I don't want to say, the, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say the seller's name out loud because that's, that's something that I just want to keep to myself. Yeah. But there's yeah. a, there's a couple of them. I've got a couple guys on Instagram and, uh, Maybe we'll have, uh, maybe we'll introduce the world to them. But yeah. uh, a lot awesome. of times when it comes to collecting, we could do, uh, maybe we'll do it on the next episode. Uh, we'll talk about, because we'll wrap things up here on, on the pilot episode. And you guys let us know what you think. A um, couple of things we're going to end on. One, I'm going to put it on, on the, uh, the Facebook page. Uh, mm. Simple. What got, were you the fans? What comic book got you into collecting? What what bit you? What was that radioactive spider that bit you and gave you the superpowers of collecting? And that will, and, and, and just kind of, you fell down the rabbit hole of just collecting books. And we'll do a whole episode, I think maybe we'll do it next week, of just that. Mm. The art of collecting, going beyond the pull list, going for the keys, what to look for. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think what we'll do is, uh, Jay, uh, you know, down the road, we'll bring in guys like Javel, we'll bring in guys like a Mr. Z, uh, maybe a Sid and what to look for in when, when buying a book, especially on eBay. Um, but uh, I think next week what we'll do is we'll talk specifically about the art of collecting, where, where to go. We won't give in specifics. We don't want to give away our, our, hit, our uh, secret identity, but we'll, we'll do like what to look for from our vantage point, but then we'll get into the professionals. Maybe down the road, we'll talk with, the, with Javelle maybe or something like that. We, we, we're going to have to, when this COVID crap is done, uh, we got to do a we got to do a live show from the asylum. Oh yeah, I would love that. Uh, and bring on the whole crew. But again, guys, share this uh, this video all over the place on on Facebook. When we do these recording sessions, we're we're working on how to get you guys involved. So be no uh, do, so do know that we're working on stuff like that. Um, and oh, social media, give the shout outs. Uh, so me, you can find me on social media. I make it nice and easy at Voice of Reason two three that's voice of reason 23 on instagram here uh, on facebook and on uh on uh, twitter mm. and uh yeah i post all kinds of stuff I'm, i might do a comic book only instagram page but for the most part i don't care i mean you want to see uh pictures of me on vacation i don't care so at voice of reason 23 jr where can they find you buddy oh for right now i only have i have some private stuff private profiles but like the one the one one you can find me on mostly is actually on instagram is also not jr comics 42 also not jr comics 42 on 
Instagram. Uh, but of course, we'll probably get more professional pages up eventually. I'm I'm also thinking maybe just possibly just doing a um a uh, PS Expo Comic Expo you know podcast page for Instagram or yeah. whatever and all that stuff too. So we'll, we'll get that figured out. Get some behind the scenes stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I want to do some watch alongs, dude. Uh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. But uh, with that said, I, I'm I'm done. Well, you got anything to, to close this out, bro? Uh, I'm not necessarily this, this pilot episode, so we can get on to the details, possibly maybe. I don't know about about just things we're gonna do. Hopefully, we're, we're gonna take this and keep going forward. Absolutely. Um, other than that, guys, thank you for your support on the page and just just wanting more, want to consume more like pop culture comics related. We can do other stuff too. I can go into my pop collection and all this. I can go on to like we can definitely go on some to movies and we can definitely go on to a lot more nerdier stuff and even outside the realms of comics. We can go into books. We can go into yeah. all the things that are happening right now. And this is me just doing a shameless plug of me having Super Hill 23 by M. Hughes. I'm sorry, I apologize. Of, I don't apologize, actually. That is one of the few Adam Hughes covers that I absolutely love. It's it's amazing artwork. It's a it's a touch of the old school and a little pinup style. Um, not it's classy, but not classless. It's mm-hmm. it's good stuff right there. That's that's I'll say it. That's a sexy cover right there. Okay. Oh my gosh. I know the glare just just doesn't do horrible. it just. I know, uh, but actually, uh, background check might be fine. I will close on this, guys. Yeah, in, in in the times like this right now, we got stuff going on. We're JR are doing this perfect timing to bring you guys entertainment, to bring you guys uh, a little bit of uh, goofiness, and 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 to make you guys smile. But if you guys want to get into comic books, go out there and support your local comic book store. Yes, Desert Oasis Comics with Sid Johnson, uh, Chick Halale uh, uh, and and Javel over at uh, Interstellar. Oh, sorry. Interstellar. Yeah at a comic book, a comic asylum in Palm desert. And then of course I completely forgot the new owner. Yeah. Dude, check out interstellar comics. If you type it in interstellar comics, Palm Springs, um, hit him up. Mm. He's doing curbside. These guys are so into what they do. They'll come to you. Um, I know interstellar was actually doing deliveries to your house for free, um, based on how much you buy, but, um, hit them up, support, show them your love. Tell them yeah. your your boy Kevin and Jr. sent you. Yeah, definitely support the community. Definitely support community guys. Definitely support your local businesses and everything else. We're we're all struggling. We're all struggling yeah. in this pandemic. Yeah, and so we so please just support local businesses, guys. And thank you very much for your support and all that. All right, guys, have a great one. We will see you next week or when we see a podcast with Jr. and Kevin. We'll see you.